The Godfather is talking Steelers. What a leaping grab by Antonio Brown on the near sideline. Incredible. Comes to the sideline. Intercepted on a leaping interception by TJ Watt. It's all Steelers with Stan Zavrin. Zavrin on Steelers. On ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Second and goal, Breeze, the throw, the catch, and touchdown, Michael Thomas. I mean, we always feel like a first-place team. I feel like we all feel like first-place players. So, you know, we just got to go out and keep getting better. That is Bud Dupree of the Steelers uh, talking about the upcoming game, not against uh, Cleveland necessarily but of now being in first place because of what transpired on Sunday. Uh, six, seven games, you get a pretty good idea of uh, who you are. There's certainly room for improvement. Some teams decline after fast starts. But now that we've gotten a look at the primary competition, and, hey, uh, Baltimore played a very good New Orleans team and lost. Cincinnati was blown out by a very good Kansas City team. And you always have to be careful about relative scores. But after we've gotten a look, who's the team to beat in the AFC North? And I'm not talking about from a Steelers' perspective. I'm not talking about whether it's Baltimore or Cincinnati. I'm including the Steelers in the conversation. They are in first place now, barely. But are they the team to beat, meaning the Steelers? Or is it Baltimore or is it Cincinnati? I'm going to exclude Cleveland. Doesn't mean the Steelers should overlook them. We've seen that dog hunt before. But I'm including the Steelers, and I'm asking you, who's the team to beat? And I'm including the Steelers legitimately in the conversation. Patrick Peterson would be a great addition to the Steelers, but it ain't going to happen. Based on everything you hear, not going to happen. Another corner was dealt today. The New York Giants traded Eli Apple, former not only a number one pick, but a very high number one pick, to the New Orleans Saints for a couple of future draft picks. How would he have looked in a Steeler uniform? It's also nice to see some drama happening elsewhere in the division. Not all the drama usually seems to be in Pittsburgh. There seems to be some drama in Cleveland, although I'm sure they'll downplay it. We're going to talk about all those topics with Tim Benz of ESPN Radio and the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, where he writes a column for the Trib. Tim will join me today at 120. And Pittsburgh, like most cities, when it comes to their sports team, is as partisan as any city, maybe more so. Because I think Pittsburghers are prouder of their city in general, let alone the sports teams, than most towns. But it is better than most in one particular area, in one particular regard. I'll explain that coming up at 140. We have this date in sports history. Today's birthdays, 412-922-2874. Pound 970 on your cell. You can email me, stansaverin at iheartmedia.com. Post on Facebook, Saverin on Sports, or tweet at Stan Love the Show. Who's the best team in the AFC? Who's the team? AFC North, excuse me. We're talking just division here. 
I thought going in it was the Steelers. They have some warts, to be sure. But you know what? So do the other two. Who's got the most warts? Who's got the most potential? As I said, after watching Baltimore play New Orleans on Sunday, even though Drew Brees kind of lit him up in the second half, I came away with a higher regard for Baltimore's defense, which up until that point I had thought was a bit overrated. I don't think they're overrated, which is sort of odd in that that may have been the worst, and I'll put that in quotes, worst game the defense has had. I mean, after all, they hadn't given up a touchdown the second half until Sunday against one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL. But they've got some warts. I don't think the Ravens have much of a running game. I still think they've got holes in their secondary, of course. So do the Steelers. Joe Flacco led a great drive in what should have tied the game. But I certainly would rate him behind Ben Roethlisberger in the division. Cincinnati has a big pedigree on defense, but their performance seldom seems to live up to the pedigree. Offensively, I think that they're missing the third weapon that Tyler Eifert would have been. And for whatever reason... Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator, who gets a lot of credit for revamping the Bengal offense in his first full season as offensive coordinator, doesn't seem to trust the running game. I'm wondering in the game against the Steelers if he'd have stayed more with Joe Mixon if the outcome might have been different. Didn't matter Sunday against Kansas City. And the one variable with The Bengals, of course, is their character or lack of same. Not an abundance of character, not only on that team, but in that organization. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. But, again, as I told you yesterday, after they lost a tough game against the Steelers and after Kansas City lost a tough game against New England, Who would be mentally prepared, better mentally prepared to come back after tough losses? Yes, I know the Chiefs were at home. They're tough at Arrowhead, although the Steelers have had great success there. But still, the Bengals, as soon as they got down, what'd they do? They quit. Maybe they always will. Always have. Late in games, late in seasons. Ed on Facebook says, Baltimore is definitely the other team. Well, Peter, uh, Patrick Pierce would be awesome. I'm realistic enough to know that that's not going to happen. Uh, we're going to get to the Patrick Peterson situation um, a little bit later on. Uh, I would say Baltimore um, is the next best team, but I'm going to say right now, I don't think that the disparity between the Baltimore defense and the Steeler defense and there is, is as wide as the Steeler offense versus the Baltimore offense. So I've asked you the question with a, for a reason. 
who's the team to beat, including the Steelers. I'm not saying who the Steelers have to beat for the division. I'm including the Steelers. I think they're the best team in the division. Jimmy tweets, at Stan, love the show. I think the Ravens are the team to beat. Everyone knows the Bungles will bungle. Ravens defense is t- uh, Ravens defense is tough, and the Offkins can do just enough at times. Yeah, they're the most formidable. I think the Steelers are a better team. I do think Baltimore, despite what happened Sunday to Justin Tucker, have a big edge in special teams, and a lot of that goes to the punter versus Jordan Berry. Special teams, those kinds of things, they matter too. I still rate the Steelers as the better of the two. Now, we're going to find out in a couple of weeks that game in Baltimore, and that's huge. Assuming that the Steelers beat Cleveland, that that game in Baltimore is pivotal. Because not only if you were to lose, would you be behind Baltimore, but you'd also have no hope of winning a tiebreaker, basically, because you'd lost the first two games to them. Now, maybe the ultimate determinant on who's the team to beat in the AFC North will be the schedule. Don't forget about that. We know the Steelers' schedule. It's not easy. Carolina, very good. Right now, the Chargers, very good. Although you get them here in December, usually it doesn't bode well for them, them playing in the Eastern time zone later in the year. You never know what the weather's going to be although the Chargers did destroy the Browns in Cleveland. But generally, West Coast teams playing at 1 o'clock. New England will be here. I mentioned Carolina. The game at Baltimore, we'll see if the game at Cincinnati to close out the season means anything. Steelers have to go to New Orleans. Not easy, especially in that dome. So you know the Steelers' schedule. Here's Baltimore's schedule. This Sunday, they have to play at Carolina. Now, Carolina's coming off a really tough game, albeit it was a win, in Philadelphia. Baltimore's coming off a very difficult loss, but they're at Carolina. Then, of course, the Ravens will host the Steelers. Then they have a bye. Then they host Cincinnati. Then they host Oakland. They've got three home games in a row and a bye. After that, they're at Atlanta. The Ravens have to play at Kansas City. Tampa Bay at home. At L.A. Chargers. And they finish out with Cleveland at home. Not easy, but not nearly as difficult as the Steelers, I don't think. Maybe the variable there is the Steelers have to play New England, even if it's at Heinz Field. As for Cincinnati, this week they've got Tampa Bay at home. Then they get their bye while the Steelers play Baltimore that weekend. Then the Bengals are home to New Orleans. Then they have to go to they have to play at Baltimore. Then they host Cleveland, then Denver, then they are at the Chargers. Then they're at home against Oakland. They're at Cleveland. And then, of course, they finish here in Pittsburgh on the last Sunday of the season. I would say that Cincinnati has the easiest schedule. 
based on that. Again, you never know. It's not only who you play, but when you play them often. But it sure feels like from this point forward, I mean, overall, division schedules are basically the same. You're playing the same NFC South teams. Sometimes it matters if you're playing them home or, uh, uh, or on the road. I mean, the Steelers have to play the Saints in New Orleans. The Bengals get to play them at home. I don't know if that will matter or not. But I would say looking at the advanced schedules that right now, Cincinnati has the easiest, Baltimore the next easiest, and the Steelers the toughest. Although the Steelers' schedule is not as tough maybe as we thought at the beginning of the season. That's why when the schedule comes out in April, whatever it is, people say, oh, that's a win, that's a loss. It's not only who you play, it's when you play them. Injuries are a factor. Who knows what might happen. But if you're thinking about schedules as a variable, and you should, the Bengals looks to me like they have the easiest one. I didn't say easy. I said easiest of the three teams. But then again, are the Bengals really serious contenders? It's like there used to be a saying, turn that frown upside down. Well, with the Bengals, just change the E to a U. And there you go. And they prove it every week. Except they didn't have a chance to bungle against Kansas City. They should have mailed that in. And I'm sure Paul Brown would have appreciated the savings on the hotel and per diem. Did I say Paul Brown? I meant Mike Brown. Either way, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Except in one area, football knowledge. Like father, like son? I don't think so. Drama elsewhere in the division other than Pittsburgh? Unheard of. But there is. Patrick Peterson looks like he's going to stay put. Eli Apple is on his way to New Orleans. Would he have been a good fit in Pittsburgh? And also, Pittsburgh is as partisan as any city, probably more so, but it is better in one particular area. I'll explain that at 120, but coming up next, Tim Benz, columnist for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Tim joins me here from the Steelers facility on the south side. It's Savernon Sports on ESPN Pittsburgh. 